We are New Song, a four-square church in beautiful Colorado Springs. We love Jesus. We love each other. We are family. If you have any questions or prayer requests, you can always visit us simply by going to newsongcs.com. Thanks for joining us as Pastor Stephen Hibden shares an encouraging word of God's love. He's angry. And he yelled at the son and he said, I will never know. It says, he ran to his son. He threw his arms around him and kissed him. Is that the end of verse 24? The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. You're probably not going to like me anymore. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe. Everyone has heard this scripture, but this is what your father wants to do to you every day. Put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf. Go to Texas Roadhouse and get the biggest steak and kill it. And let's have a feast and celebrate. That's where I want to go today. For this son of mine was dead, and now he's alive again. He was lost, but now he is found. So they began to celebrate, and God continues to celebrate over you and I. Not for the bad things we've done, but because he loves us anyways. Amen? Amen. So today, despite the history you may have had and the bitterness you may have felt from father figures, there is one that has never made a mistake and is so much more loving and compassionate than he gets credit for in our world. And I want to share a message entitled, Father Knows Best. Would you bow your heads? Lord, we know you know best for us. I pray that you would encourage us today through your word. I pray that you would speak to the innermost parts of our being that are um, that we have not given over to you or that we that we have bitterness or whatever is there let's speak to all areas of our life today help us to realize what a loving good 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 father you are in Jesus name amen uh, I thought I told Cynthia she put these together and um, I said they're too girly because men want to I liked your word stalwart. We're stalwart kinds of people, and this isn't very stalwart. But um, the, the ladies probably appreciate it, and um, um, I, you can eat it if you want during the service. Cynthia's not here today. Um, that was my Father's Day gift. I will leave you alone. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I hear people say that, you know. Um, I just wanted to be left alone, and so they left me. No. Um, we're going to California on a trip, and um, they're, they're driving to save some money on the air airfare, and I'm flying to Las Vegas, and I'm going to meet them there, and I'm going to win a couple hundred dollars for our church, so <laughs> when I get there, so no, just kidding. I really won't have time when I get there, but I will go to In-N-Out Burger today, and so you know this sermon's going to be quick because um, I, I have to get out of here, so because um, I'm ready for In-N-Out Burger. I am ready for, I would like Texas Roadhouse too, but we don't have In-N-Out here, and we ha they have in Las Vegas, I believe. So um, I want to remind you um, that we are a family, and we do a lot of family activities here, and one that we're doing, and I'm not announcing it as that I want you to be a part of it, because we already have a full group going to our faith day at Coors Field. Um, 
but um, those that signed up, we only have a limited amount of tickets, and we stopped it at the amount of tickets we have. So today, not next Sunday, not tomorrow, not the next day, today, you need to get this figured out. You, if you're going to go, if you're going, you need to decide to pay and put it in the offering or put it in the offering next, next week. But today, we need to decide so that we can let more people come if we, if we want to. I never do announcements during service, but this is an important one because it's like um, we're, we're, right, we're, whole, we're, uh, we're writing about a, a couple thousand dollars or something for everyone. We want to make sure everyone pays. The only one that's paid, I see, is Chappie Wati. So he is faithful. So you need to pay. It's... Um, so make sure to look at this. I'm going to give this to you, Joe. And then Arlene, our bookkeeper, is going to follow up with folks this week. But um, if you want to come still, you might still get a chance because someone might say, I signed up and I don't want to go. So um, talk, talk to Joe maybe today. We'll see. Um, that's, a family, that's a family thing that has to do with fathers too. Amen. Um, father knows best and I would suppose that my dad and I, I, I wrote some things down here it's almost like memoirs today almost like um, I, I don't want to misspeak so I've written a little more of my message down today and you might notice that but I would suppose that my dad and I would not be the typical relationship um, when I t when you talk about dads who weren't there for their kids or whatnot um, I had uh, like I think I had like the perfect dad and we we went to baseball games together. We went to um, we went to the hardware store together, like many of you did. We um, we did the dad stuff, but we also did other stuff. My dad um, went with me to summer every single church camp. My dad was there. Um, we went to youth conferences together. He'd take me places like that. We'd go to we'd go to church conventions together. We'd go to worship concerts. When someone would come to town, he would take me. And if, I remember DC Talk was the coolest band around when I was a teenager. And he stood up and danced with me. And, and, and we had a lot of fun. And he was, he was um, the one who allowed me to lead worship for the very first time as a probably like a 15-year-old. And that's the last time I ever led worship. No, just kidding. <laughs> As a 15-year-old, you can get away with a lot more than you can now at this age. But he, he, he was the one that helped me write my first sermon. I remember at 14 years old at a youth Sunday on the Saturday night, and I was struggling, and he worked with me. Um, my dad is the one that I literally call every Sunday after church. We talk about how did it go, who was there, um, what's going on, what's going on with the building, all this kind of th stuff. If there's anyone that prays for Cynthia and I it is him he reminds me of that every day he'll email me he texts me he Facebook messages me and it's almost like over like super like too sweet because Cynthia's dad was like this Italian strong man that um that would never express himself and my dad just expresses and um he's 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 been a great dad and um I'm, I'm certainly appreciative of, of that he was there when I graduated college. He gave me advice as I was a youth pastor, and I could go on. But I can honestly say if I was asked, yes, my father knows best, I would say um, he does. And yes, I could care, compare him to the attributes of our father God. And today I want to shift from humanity to heavenly, to something we can all relate with. And it's just a reminder today, but I want to give you a reminder at the glimpse. 
just a glimpse, just the overview of what your father is to you and what he can be to you if you haven't uh, allowed him into your heart. He loves us so much and um, that he made us in his image. I can't even imagine that. Just that, just that fact right there, that he loves you so much that he made you like him in his image is enough. We could just be like, it could transform your life if you understand that. It'll transform your confidence, your courage, what you do in your life. But that's not, that's not my first point. I want to look at f- four things, four reasons today. Now, I could, do, I could do 40, but let's just do 40, four. And they are this. The reason Father knows best is his ways are consistently perfect. His heart is always for us. His purpose is always for good. And his motive is always love. His ways are consistently perfect. I have an app on my phone called Waze. I don't know if any of you have this. I also have an app called Maps. But Waze allows me to, um, like, say I'm going to Denver. I want to see what's the best way to get there. Well, there's only two. So the Waze doesn't really work too well here. But in California, if I was going to go to, say, a movie theater, I might need to take the 105 to the 605 to the 10 to the 5 to the 210. And that would literally be true. Or I could take the 210 to, um, to Glendora Boulevard and just take that all the way down to the 10 and then get on the 10 and go to the 605. But there's many ways to get many places in, in places like L.A. So ways would give you the best route for the time that you need. And so if you're going and you pick a route and you're on your way, it's very cute, John. I like your tie. It's very stalwart. It's very stalwart. Let, 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 the, let the other half over here see your, see your tie over here. It's, it's very cute, very cute. <laughs> You're a real man. You're a real man that wear that tie like that. Um, um, but if you are going, you pick a way, and then you're on your way, if you decide to change the way that Waze told you to go, it'll just simply say, recalculating, recalculating, take a left, take a U-turn, you know, and it won't get upset. It won't say, stop, what are you doing? My wife will tell me. She's not here, so. Where do you think you're going? Do you not understand directions at all? This is telling you what to do, right? Um, but it doesn't get upset. It doesn't get angry. And it's kind of, in a way, like, like our Father God. When he's got a way for you, his ways are consistently pretty, pretty consistently perfect. No, completely consistently perfect. And when he's got a way for you and you start walking in that way and then you veer off to the left, he doesn't say, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Do you know what I, I sent my son Jesus to die for your sins and here you are walking off the path and I'm being silly, but it could be a very serious thing. Do you understand the decision you are making to go the opposite of what I've told you? Don't you know I am perfect? Come on already. No. God just says, or maybe it's the Holy Spirit. He says, recalculating. Okay, he's going down Glendora. I know he needs to get to the 605, so I'm going to make sure he gets to the 605. 
if I don't do anything in this life, I care for my kids and I will get them to where they need to be. His ways are consistently perfect. Psalms 1830 says, as for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. Isaiah 55, we know this verse. Isaiah 55, verse 8 through 9. I want to read it to you. It says this, for my thoughts, Ed and Ed, there's two Eds in here today. Is there any other Eds in here? For my thoughts are not your thoughts, okay? Neither are your ways, Tim, my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts, oh man, they're higher than your thoughts. God knows what he's doing in your life. And there are many things we don't understand. Even when things happen, listen, even when things happen that do not involve God, is that a possibility that things can happen in the sinful world that we've been born into where the prince of darkness is ruling and reigning in many places in this world? There are many things, even when many things that don't even involve God. He has ways, hear this. He has ways to still get you to your desired destination or to his desired destination for you. Will is driving, Will is walking, and God will say, recalculating. And he has planned for you, even if you have to go through a detour to get to where he wants to get you, he will get you there. Amen. That's a drop the mic too. I have three other, three other reasons, and I'm going to keep these short, but the next one is this. His, his first one is his ways are consistently perfect. Number two, his heart is always for us. He doesn't look at Peter. Well, maybe sometimes he might look at Peter this way and lose heart. Oh, I know I called you. I know that I, you are my child. I know that I drew you to myself. I know that I have a destination for you in heaven, but I've just lost heart over you because of the way you've acted. No, God's heart is always for us. When a father gets mad at his son and gives up, which doesn't happen very much, but it does happen, the father God never gives up. There's a first Romans chapter 8 some of the Hall of Fame verses of the Bible I'm reading today, verse 38 through 39, this is what it says. If you ever question, if you ever question, remember I said it's just a reminder today of what your God is like to you. He says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, this is Paul speaking, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor anything that comes in my future, nor any powers i like that on its own page neither height nor any powers neither height nor depth now when in the middle of this i want to say when you're going through struggles temptations trials situations a verse like this is what you need to hear when you're looking for a job when you need to pay your bills when you need to get over the sickness when you need to um mend a relationship with your father when you need to have the wisdom to know what to do for your next step this is a good verse nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate you and i from the love of god that is in 
Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen? His purposes are always for good. Number three, his purposes are always for good. And some of these verses may not be on the screen, but Psalms 34, 8 says this, taste and see that the Lord is good. This is one of my favorite verses when I talk to young people because they think of God and they think of that song, 10,000 Reasons, and we're going to be singing this song forevermore. Seriously, I don't even like to sing. I don't like to raise my hands. I don't like church. I don't, I don't know if I want this, God. And I tell them, taste and see that the Lord is good. I remember one week that we, we, we quoted this verse and I said, you know what? I'm going to challenge you, God, right now in the midst of these young people, there was probably 250 young people there, all like, we, we had service at 10 o'clock at night on, on, sun, on Saturday nights. That's when our service was because we were trying to reach this whole different genre of kids in Portland that would come on the, on the max, on the subway, and they'd come to church and they'd go skating and then they'd come into service and I would have to have policemen there to uh, make sure that things were calm. And many times I would be speaking and someone would say, whatever. I don't understand. You're a moron. And they would yell things at me. It was like horrible. But, um, but the Holy Spirit worked through it, and kids would come to know Jesus. And one week I said, taste and see that the Lord is good. And right now I am challenging you, God, to show these kids that you are good. Anyone who wants to test me on this, you come up to the front right now, and you raise your hands. You may have never raised your hands before, and you watch God touch you. He will touch you right now. And about 10 kids came up that, that were just not uh, where they need to be. They with God and they raised their hands and I was like oh Lord what did I just do and um, I'm like leaders come pray for these kids and and nothing was happening and I said I I speak this word over you taste and see the Lord is good in your life he has been good in my life show them what he has been to me and these kids just start crying start crying they start worshiping God they don't even know how to worship they're just saying uh, thank you thank you thank you they and and let me promise you, taste and see that the Lord is good in your life. Romans 8, 28, one of Christians' favorite verses. Maybe Christians' favorite verses, but I meant Christians in general, not big. Christians like, uh-oh, what is he talking to me? Am I in trouble? You're in trouble, Christian. This is a good verse for you, all right? Listen, this is your verse to listen to. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says this. And we know in all things God works for the, amen, of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. When things happen and things don't work out, know that God has good in mind for you. He's got good in mind for me. He's a good father, but sometimes we don't realize it. And as a 10-year-old, I never understood why my dad would not let me drive the car. I did not understand. I understood that, but I didn't understand why I couldn't just be in the car and act like I'm driving. Like, I'm not going to drive it. I don't have the keys. I'm not going to, like, I'm smarter than that. So can I just sit in the car? And I remember uh, one week, my brother and I had the bright idea at 10 years old. We were at choir practice. They were at choir practice, and we were just playing. And we were wreaking havoc on the church and on the neighborhood. And because they had no idea what we were doing. They were having choir practice. And so me and my friends were just messing up everything, right? And I remember we got the keys from my dad. Um, he's in the middle of practice. Shh, 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 dad, I need the keys. 
be quiet. I need the keys. Okay, here, take them. I need to get something out of the car. And we turned, we got the car. We didn't turn it on, but we got it into um, accessory mode where we could listen to the radio. That's why we wanted the keys. But what it does is, is it unlocks the steering wheel for us. So we're able to act like we're driving. And I remember playing with it. It was a, it was a um, manual transmission. I I didn't know what the emergency brake did, and our car, our church was sitting on a hill, our parking lot, and um, I took off the emergency brake, and sure enough, it started up. Well, it didn't start up, but it started rolling backwards, and that's when it dawned on me, my dad knows best. My dad has only good for me, and now I'm flying down a parking lot. My brother was in the passenger seat already had jumped out immediately. He's four years older than me. He's much smarter. And I'm going to a busy intersection at the bottom of our church, and I'm, we're going to wreck the, we're going to wreck my dad's canary yellow Chevette. That's what it was. And, um, and uh, my brothers jump out, jump out, jump out. And I open the door, jump out, knocks the door, knocks me in the face. And, um, and the car, um, well, the fa- God know- Father knows best because the car uh, was crashed. And, um, but I was, th- I was okay, thankfully. But God will do certain things in our lives and we don't understand. Like, God, I'm praying for this. I need this. I need this um, building. I need this car. I need this job. I need this trip. Please let this happen for me. And God always has our best in mind. And lastly, probably the best, the best point, because it covers a lot of things, is that his motive is always love. His motive is always love. And he follows through with his motive that I should say, he is love. John 3.16, we all know this verse. We quote it. I want to quote it to you in a different version. It's the message version. It's the kind of version for people who, um, Jonathan, are you listening? They might read a Bible verse, and they don't know what it means. The message version will do this for you. I'm not saying it in a bad way. I, Mary, we're glad to have you today. She's usually working. I always have one moment where I make sure John's listen, Jonathan's listening, right? So here's, your, here's the Bible verse in a different version. You'll, you may not even recognize it, but it kind of gives you a better, um, better understanding when, when we take this verse for granted. It says this, John 3.16, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why. So that no one need to be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone, anyone, whosoever, can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son Jesus merely to point an accusing finger at us and telling the world how bad it was. He came to help to put the world right again. For some reason, I don't know if it's movies, I don't know if it's our own like not lack of understanding, but even if you've been raised in church, there are times you think of your father as this guy that's pointing at you or that you just did something wrong and 
and he's done. This was the last time. Not again. I cannot forgive you again. No more. It's over. Last week uh, was my last time, so this is it. No, I can't forgive. God, I don't know how it happens. I don't know how it works, but can't do that. He forgives you because his son already paid the price for you. I know I had a pastor for a little while that that's his only sermon every week. And um, it would get old because it was like every week. But seriously, that is the gospel. That's what we got to be reminded of. Because we're sinners. We mess up. And God's motive is always love. As a 10-year-old, I never understood the statement. You know, son, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Did anyone's dad ever say that or anyone's mom? Anyone? It's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt me. I didn't understand this till I had my own kids, right? And I'm just going to tell you, like, very recent, like this last week. I have a number of situations where I didn't like disciplining my kids. I don't, it's not fun, right? It's not fun. Sometimes it's fun. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, you deserve this. I'm so mad at you. You know, it just feels good to get it out. Um, I don't know if you whip your kids or not. You're not supposed to, I guess, in this day and age. I know when I, man, as I, when we, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. But, um, you know, my kids are getting to an older age now, and it's a little different. Different, But you know what? Sometimes I want to say to them, you know, I want to punish you, but it hurts me more than it hurts you. And um, this was one of those moments. Last week we were mowing the lawn, and we asked Riley to mow the lawn. He's our 14-year-old, 15, 14, somewhere around there. And he knows how to do it. Right, and we have a really uh, heavy-duty lawnmower, one of those, you know, those new kind, those newfangled things where where you plug it in, because it's really strong and really heavy-duty, manly, stalwart. It's a plug-in, so you plug it in, and all you do is press the button to start it. And so he's mowing the lawn, and he gets into about three minutes into it, and he knows how to do it, but he was being lazy and he was being careless, and he ran over the cord. And those kind of cords on those Milan mowers, it's for a 13 amp. And I don't know, maybe it's true that you can use any kind of cord. But the guy at, at Lowe's told me, you can't use any kind of cord. You've got to use a 13 amp cord. And a 13 amp cord, a 50, 50 yard 13 amp cord, is like 50 bucks. It was a 100 yard cord, so it was more than that. And I was like kind of mad at him. Like, I hated spending 50 bucks on a extension cord in the first place because I could buy one for a dollar at the dollar store so why can't I just use this one Cynthia's like no we will buy what they tell us to buy and so so I didn't want to buy another one after this and so we decided no Riley you are going to have to pay for this cord because you did this this is your problem and I it hurt me because I know he only has a probably saving for a while I know he's maybe got 70 bucks and we're going on a trip and and um he likes to buy little stupid things at stupid gift shops right <laughs> and um and i said well you're gonna have to go with me and cynthia kind of backed me up she's a lot tougher than me she's like you go with your dad to lowe's and you go pick up another cord because i was going to go get it and then i was going to have him reimburse me later she's like you get go get your money go get your wallet and you go with them and he got his cash, and we got the lows, and it ended up being $50 for the cord. And I got the 50-yard one. I didn't get the 100-yard one. I even went less. And um, we got to the, the, the checkout, and 
you don't just put your credit card and that's what I usually use. I use my credit card and you almost don't even see the money that way. But he had his cash, so he had to put it in one by one. Shh, shh, $5, $1, $1, $1, $5, up to $50. And it was painful for me. And I was just feeling horrible. I, it took everything in me to not say, never mind, Rye, it's okay. I will pay, I will pay this. I'll pay the rest. But um, we got finished, and he walked out, and I said, are you, ups are you upset? Are you ups I'm sorry that you had to pay all this. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. He'd never let me know, you know. But um, it hurt. But you know what it did for him is next time, I promise you, he will not run over that cord, <laughs> and he will not be lazy. He will not be careless. And if anyone knows what you really need, it's your Father God. He might ask you to replace something. You broke, he may ask you to, he might take away a trip that you thought you would go on or a relationship, especially as teenagers. He might take away certain relationships because he knows it'll hurt you in the long run. He might take away an opportunity uh, to be in, at a certain job or a place that you think is perfect, but he knows. He knows the right one. And worship team, why don't you all come up? We'll, we'll sing this last song together today but I want to uh, remind you he loves you he wants to develop the character you need to succeed and his motive is always well most of the time love sometimes he no this doesn't even make sense does it to say most time of course his motive is always love and I want to ask you a question before we close today Uh, I want to welcome some of you fathers who are just here for today. We're so glad that you got to spend time with your kids this way. That's really sweet of you to be together with them. It's awesome. Um, as the um, father, I guess, of this church, man, I, I just it just hit me all of a sudden right now. I'm having a sentimental moment. I just love this church. I love you guys so much. I am not... Uh, not worthy to lead a, a, a group of people like this. I'm not worthy probably to lead any group of people, but that's what our Father God does. He takes people who think, man, I'm not qualified, and he qualifies you. Let me be an example to you, my friend. God has qualified you. You don't have to earn it. He just gives it to you. It's his gift. He's a good father. And I don't take this as like um, this position of honor. I'm not saying it like, wow, I'm so blessed that he gave me this position. I'm just blessed that he's using me anywhere. I'm not, this is not false humility. I'm saying I am in a sentimental moment right now, and please take this to heart. I am so glad God uses me anywhere. I'll, if he wants me to go and be the janitor at church, I will do that. I am so glad to be used by God, and I hope you are as well. And that has nothing to do with the closing here. It doesn't summarize anything, does it? But, ah, oh, I'm so blessed. We're so blessed. Would you just close your eyes for a moment and realize the blessings you have? Sure, there's plenty of things that, that you could list as reasons why your life is not perfect, but your God is perfect and your destination is perfect. We're all going to end up where God wants us. And I can't wait for the day for all of you. 
I'd say for all of you, because I feel like I'm in the center of where God wants me. I am in the center of his will. And that's only because he loves me that he lets me be there. And there are days of preparation. There were days of training for me. And I'm in a season of middle of his will. And I pray that be the case for everyone, that they would get to that place if they're not there already. God, that is his purpose for you, to find your complete sweet spot where you shine the brightest, where you are the best for him, where you do your best work. That's where he wants you, and that's where he's getting you to. Trust that he's getting you to that place. I want to ask you today, how many are here and you are thankful for your father on earth? You don't need to raise your hand or anything, but just ask that to yourself. If you are, you tell, you tell them today. You call them if you have the opportunity, if they're still with us. I know my father-in-law has passed away, and I know that's a tough situation for my wife. But if they're around, you let them know. Whether you are very thankful or just a little thankful, let them know anyways, because time is short. Another question, how many are here and you are thankful for your Father in heaven? Of course, we'd all say we are, but sometimes we don't express it. And today and every Sunday, we have the opportunity to express it through our worship. And maybe we're demonstrative with our worship and with our hands raised and our voices loud, or maybe it's in our hearts, but God sees your heart. Let them know that you're thankful. Maybe you wonder if what I said today is true. And you can open your eyes or close your eyes just to think, I don't care. It just doesn't ring true maybe to you that the Heavenly Father is for you, that His purposes are always good, that His ways are always perfect, that His motive is always love. It just doesn't line up with your model Let me tell you, my friend, you are wrong. (laughs) You are wrong, but that's not what you need to hear today. But maybe it contradicts what you think of your father. Let this be a reminder today that he is these things. Let me suggest that you might be seeing your heavenly father through a distorted lens. Maybe of what you heard he is like. Maybe of what you've seen in somebody else's life of what he is like. But I have seen and I have heard and I have experienced for myself, and I hope you have too, that my Father is good. And I taste and I see that he is good. And yes, there's a lot of things that seem good in this world that will not take you to where you need to be. They will give you joy for a moment. But your Father God, you follow his ways. His ways are always good. And they taste good. What your father and earth may have influenced the way you think. What our world thinks of a father, God might influence the way you think. But it's not true. Now would you close your eyes. If you're here today and um, you need to renew a commitment. I don't know what that, let me explain exactly what I mean by this. You want to renew a commitment to your father, God. What I mean is you want to, You want to say once again, Father God, sometimes I don't 
perceive you or I don't treat you as the loving God that you actually are. I forget. And today, I want to go on record with you, Father God is saying, I renew my belief, my understanding that you are a good God in my life. Just raise your hand. Let him see it. Let him see it and then put it right back down again. Many, many of you, anyone else, just put it up so that you can see it. Sometimes doing that just kind of resolves your questions. Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this? Why is this? Why don't you do? Where is this? How come this? Forget all the questions for a minute. Erase and just write the word good. He's a good father. Trust it. It'll work out. We love you, Lord. We're going to sing a song. Here I am to worship. Would you stand? What we're going to do is we'll, do, we'll, we'll sing it through one time. Then we'll receive the offering and then you can close, okay? Maybe we'll go back into the song. We'll see. We don't need to do the last video either. We won't do that. I'll put it on our Facebook. You'll have to watch it. It's really funny. But he's not like he's portrayed in movies in your mind, in your condemnation, in your guilt. Because if you allow yourself to surrender to the word of God that we've talked about today, that talks of a father who is good, whose compassions never fail, the truth will set you free. Free to love, free to give, free to live, free to walk, and who he's made you. Amen.